Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Previously on Little House on the Prairie. Your paw smells like a dumb old horse. Welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Tuesday, May 11th. I'm J.E. Skeets, along with my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey yo. Hey, hey yo. yo. The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm-hmm. Last mm-hmm. but not least, making the magic happen is J.D. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team for joining us live right now on YouTube. Please like, comment. And subscribe, trying to get our followers up. Email us your questions and comments for tomorrow's Beach Devon podcast. Email them in, nodunksattheathletic.com. Tweet them in, at nodunksinc. Hell, leave them in the YouTube comments for all I care. That'd be nice. And uh, finally, grab your sweet No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. It took all of 10 minutes, Lee, for our limited edition wedgie shirts to sell out yesterday. Yeah. It went live on the nodunks.com website at noon and they were gone by 12:10 sold out. In fact, we were originally planning on selling 50 of them, but there were so many people hitting up the site at around 12 o'clock that we ended up selling 199 before we called it on the limited edition run. So what, We didn't just make stuff. 200, we just decided 199. That's well, again, it was supposed to be 50. I think we caught breaking tea by surprise. They didn't think they were going to go that fast. Uh, but uh, yeah, incredible work by all of you. Thank you so much for grabbing one. We've talked about that maybe if we uh, set the record here, I say maybe because I don't want to get it out of ourselves. But if we set the all-time wedgie record tray, then we could do another like color release or something like that. Yeah, or maybe we finally come out with that thong we've been talking about. Ooh, that'd be real. A 56-pack nice. of thongs. Oof. <laughs> could be delicious. Yeah, unfortunately, no wedgies uh, stuck there on Wedgie Day, May 10th, uh, last night with the six games on. Though, if you're just a podcast listener, again, highly recommend you check out No Dunks on YouTube. Because JD did post a certified classic, and that was the very weird music video or infomercial or whatever the hell you want to call it uh, that we did with Shaq back in the day trying to inspire the idea of getting to 50 wedges. Uh, I really did forget, first off, how incredible the production is on that uh, very weird little video we did with Shaq, but uh, just the song and what we were doing in it. And, like, There's a lot of me giving Shaq a wedgie and... <laughs> Shaq like smacking. Uh, smacking Trey in the butt with underwear. It is very strange, but certified classic. It's a banger. So go check that out. I'll never forget Shaq thing. leaving our studio after we had recorded that. Yeah, that's going viral. That was going to go viral. That was going to go viral. <laughs> yeah, there's people in the comments I saw the video say, like, how much money did you guys have yeah. to throw at you? Like, no, we just asked him if he wanted to come on, come in, in the studio and sing about wedgies, and he was in. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, go check that out. Okay, guys. Uh, so, again, six games on last night. Got some up-down fun, but 
with the games and the stories from yesterday. We're going to play a little fill-in-the-blank because it's been a hot minute since we've done this. And the first one, everybody knows the news by now. Russell Westbrook is the new triple-double king. He broke Oscar Robertson's record for all-time triple-doubles. Picked up his 182nd last night versus the Hawks in a loss. Uh, had a chance to win it at the buzzer. But, Lee, get us started here with this fill-in-the-blank. It's pretty simple. Westbrook breaking Big O's all-time triple-double rec- triple double, excuse me, record is blank. Historic and deserves to be recognized and celebrated and applauded. I think it's a fantastic achievement from a guy who, you know, for most of his career was a one-team guy. You know, a star player, an all-star, all-NBA player in OKC. He moves on to Houston and we think, ah, oh, maybe, maybe this guy's kind of washed up. He ends up having a decent season there. Things don't work out in the playoffs. Then he's basically just traded in a sort of like, sure, let's just make this trade. You go into a team that's not got a great history in terms of making the playoffs, certainly not recently. He goes to Washington. Same sort of thing. He's considered like, well, this guy's now beginning the journeyman uh, stage of his career. And he's only in there because basically his contract matched John Walls. And instead, he's come along and after a very slow start, not only has he just gone on this incredible run of triple doubles, but he's got his team into the playing tournament, playing fantastic basketball, and, you know, one of the, certainly one of, probably the favorite to get out of that, uh, or to make the playoffs right now, even though they lose that game last night. Uh, but it's a testament to his will, his character, his perseverance, his, uh, his fitness, and his ability to sort of just keep on persevering. Um, I think it was great. It would have been perfect if he'd hit that three-pointer last night to win the game. Unfortunately, it was a clunker. No doubt that one was a clunker. (laughs) It was a clunker. uh, Everything else Westbrook did, I mean, they stormed back into this game. They nearly win this game anyway. Um, But I think overall, the record of what he's achieved, you know, there's a lot of, hey, these records will never beat. Wilt's 100 points. You know, the the Bulls, 72 and 10, it got beaten. You know, there's a lot of people talking now about the Scott Skiles record, the 30 assists one. You know, Steph Curry's a good example right now. He holds the record for most threes made in a season with 402. I think that one's going to be obliterated within the next sort of five or 10 years. Mm -hmm. You know, probably by Steph himself, but then by some guy we don't even know yet. But this one that Russell has uh, holds right now, and when he's done, I mean, he's probably got another at least 40 or 50 in it, maybe more, who knows. Um, I think this one's going to be pretty much untouchable, I think. I mean, it's it's so far out there. And it's just for a guy to be keep on doing this later into his career. I know this guy's now, you know, Giannis and Jokic, they're getting a lot of triple dubs themselves. Don't really feel though they're going to have that same run that Westbrook's gone on for a number of years. So maybe not. I mean, again, we thought the Bulls record wasn't going to get beaten, and it did. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I just think when all said and done, you know, he's 182 now. If he can get to 250 by the end of his career, that's that's going to be pretty tough, I think, for anyone to beat. But uh, but again, who knows? Maybe. But overall, uh, Westbrook deserves uh, a lot of celebration and recognition for today for just uh, what he's achieved. Yeah, Westbrook getting his flowers here over the last uh, couple of days. Trey, is that fair enough uh, to say, you think, and rightfully deserved? Yeah, totally. Uh, because it's been a weird journey triple-double-wise for Westbrook. You know, uh, when Durant left and Westbrook had the season where he averaged an entire uh, triple-double for the whole season, won the MVP, that was like, whoa, man. Somebody did it, and it wasn't LeBron who did it? That was crazy way back then. We were thinking LeBron's the only guy who could average a triple-double for a season. He's never done it. 
Now at this point, Westbrook has done it so many times that it's lost its luster a little bit mm-hmm. until now he's actually breaking the record, a record that stood for 47 years. That is quite an accomplishment uh, to topple a record that has been around for that long. And now he's becoming Mr. Triple Double, which I think is a, a cool nickname. Like Tass said, who knows if it sticks around? We're going to call him Russ forever. Uh, but it's uh, people are giving him his flowers exactly right now, Skeets. Um, to see Westbrook continuing to do this, to see him uh, basically start getting all these triple doubles and turning the Wizards around all at the same time, I think it's uh, shown people that, yeah, sometimes the triple doubles were a little out of control, but they're also super valuable to his team, and he's a rare species to be able to kind of do this thing. You know, Nate McMillan said, not a lot of people remember Oscar Robertson and how he played. Certainly we don't, except for maybe Lee. I'm sure he (laughs) saw some of his games in his prime back in the day, but if this is what... Oscar Robertson was like playing in the 60s and 70s. You can see why he's one of the all-time greats. Can you imagine a guy like Westbrook running around back then? Would have been crazy. It's cool to think that these two guys now are going to be linked forever. Big O and Russell Westbrook. We're going to remember them for their triple doubles for a long, long time. And, you know, that's... uh, for whatever you think about the triple double, and, you know, for a long time it was, oh, these are just round numbers. Who cares about it? I've said much the same thing in the past these are round numbers, and they're huge round numbers, and there's 182 of them. We're going to remember it forever. We'll see if this sticks around for another 47 years. I'm a little dubious. I think Doncic will probably break this record eventually, but we shall see. Yeah, that's the thing here, though, with these triple-doubles that Westbrook's been putting up lately that I think maybe has uh, been overlooked a little bit. These are not just like, um, you know, 10, 10, and 10, or a 12, 11, and 10, you know, a 15, 11, and 10. These are just insane stat lines, Lee. Mm. Over his last, I'll just go five games. Okay, 14 points, 24 assists, 21 boards. Then he had 29 points, 17 assists, 12 boards. Then he had 13 points, 17 assists, 17 boards. Then he had 33 points, 15 assists, 19 boards. And then 28 points, 21 assists last night, and 13 rebounds. Like, these are... I mean, it's almost not fair to like just even call these like triple doubles. Like, we almost need to come up with like the uh, triple Brody or the Brody triple double <laughs> or something. Like, maybe if you hit 15 in three of the categories or something, because like these are like next level trip dubs here. And it was the perfect Westbrook game. Like, dragging his team back into it, going bonkers, picking up the triple double. Though there was some complications with that too. We thought he had his tenth rebound <laughs> yeah. and it had been taken away. And then you know, it took him what 30 seconds later to grab that tenth one officially. Uh, into the record books but has a chance to win the game let's push it forget the timeout and he settles with uh, a clunker of a three as you said when they didn't even need a three-pointer uh it's just like it just perfectly encapsulated westbrook's uh you know season career whatever uh that you can't take your eyes off it and sometimes uh some hilarious decisions we made but he wouldn't even have a chance to win the game if he doesn't play like he does for like the final three or four minutes where he's just going bonkers so it's like it's like people are going to be upset that he takes a dumb shot and misses it, but it's like, well, you wouldn't even been in that scenario there. They're down 19, and he sort of, it felt like single-handedly drags them back. He's got, like, everybody on the, he grabs the board, hits the fast break, and it's like Rui Hachimura throwing down dunks left and right, and he's just setting up guys. Like, the other guys on his team last night, he has 21 assists, like Ish Smith and and Lopez. Yeah. You know, it's like, these are, like, the, the leading scorers that he's playing with here, because there's no Beal in this one, but... Anyway, I'm glad he got there, and uh, it was pretty cool what the Wizards did on Twitter, I thought, like with mm-hmm. the videos, and you had Magic and Jason Kidd and a bunch of uh, big O sort of uh, congratulating him along with his family members. His dad's name, Russell Westbrook yeah. Jr., yeah. always yeah. catches you by surprise <laughs> to see the older guy called the junior, but then Westbrook is not a third. 
Yeah. So very strange. Uh, anyway, congrats to, to Russ. And, uh, you know, good win there by the Hawks, too. We can mm-hmm. maybe dig into that a little bit more. The last time an all-time NBA record, by the way, was broken was when Ray Allen passed Reggie Miller on the all-time three-pointers uh, main right. list in 2011. So it's been a while. And, like, I say that just to say, like, this is important. I know some people are like, what are you guys doing wasting the first 10 minutes of this show talking about Westbrook's triple-double record here in a loss? But, like, this just doesn't happen often. And you said it, Lee. This is one that a lot of people, LeBron himself, was on record saying no one's going to break this. Like, yeah. This will never be broken. The guy that we thought, like Trey said, would maybe do it or could maybe come close to doing it. And, uh, and here it is going down after 47 years. It's pretty, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I would like to see uh, just how many Russell Westbrook games has been where he's had nine assists or nine rebounds or something like that as yeah. well because there's probably another you know, 50 so, or so games of those in there. But uh, look, he's seventh in rebounding in the league. He's leading the league in assists. He's 30th in scoring, but that's more a reflection of just everyone scoring because he's averaging 22 a game. You know, I've talked about it a lot. Has he done enough to get on All-NBA third team <sighs> from here? I mean... <laughs> Uh, you know? I was tweeting no. about it yesterday. I don't think he's going to. There's just too many damn good guards. There are. There are. A lot, and he had a I slow mean... start to the season, and, it's not, and his team is like obviously just trying to get into the playoffs. You know, if they have another 15 wins, then it's like, yeah, I don't know how you cannot have Beal and Westbrook not on your All-NBA guards. Yeah. But there's a potential where both those guys are, don't, exactly, are maybe yeah. not making it. They're going to warrant votes, Trey, but I just don't know if they'll get enough of them to ultimately make one of the uh, three All-NBA teams. These guys should not be close to the All-NBA teams. They've both had great seasons, but they're five games under 500 in the last week of the season trying to make the play-in tournament in the Eastern Conference. For this season, I mean, there's too many good candidates, Mm. Skeets. These guys are not close. Fair enough. All right, next one here, guys. Fill in the blank. Trey, you can start us off. The most impressive win from Monday night was blank. Most impressive win from Monday night was the Golden State Warriors. And for me, the reasons are threefold. First of all, they beat the Jazz. That's big time. Mm -hmm. No Donovan Mitchell, no Mike Conley, but the Warriors only had eight guys, and the Jazz are still a number one seed playing for something, a team that the Warriors could theoretically face in the first round, depending on how things play out. Number two, Steph Curry, he didn't even play that well, I didn't think. Ended up with 36 points because... He's Steph Curry, and he's awesome. 11 of 25 shooting, though. Only 3 of 13 from three-point land. Royce O'Neal was all over him for the majority of this game. Bob Fitzgerald couldn't believe it. At one point, he said, Yeah, Kalena, there was an awkward moment earlier where Steph went up to meet his family. Royce O'Neal was right there meeting him, too. Kalena's like, Huh? Huh? <laughs> <laughs> He was just saying, yeah, he was guarding him very closely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he was. He was all over him. But Steph came alive in the clutch. Missed the three-pointer with, what, 20 seconds left. Warriors get the rebound. Draymond finds Steph moving without the ball. Hits the three to put the Warriors up. With 14 seconds left, they come back down on the other end. Ice it with free throws. But the big reason this was the win of the night for me is that it clinched a play-in spot for the Warriors and... They stayed in eighth place, which is huge right now. The Grizzlies and Spurs both got wins last night as yep. well. So the Dubs are only a half game up on Memphis. Nobody wants to be in the play-in tournament. You definitely don't want to be the nine seed. All things considered, a huge win for the Warriors last night. Lee, you going with that one, or you got another game from last night that was more impressive to you? Well, I'll just go with the Memphis Grizzlies because they had to win this game. They really need to keep home court advantage for facing the San Antonio Spurs, and the Spurs did get that big win over the Milwaukee Bucks, and the Grizzlies almost blew this one to the Pelicans again. The Pelicans 
two games in a row where they nearly came back and stole it, but the Grizzlies hung on. So now they remain two games up on the Spurs, but they also have the tiebreaker over San Antonio. So that is, I think, critical for Memphis. They need mm-hmm. to make sure they do have home court in that in that nine versus ten uh, battle there. So, yeah, the Warriors, uh, they nearly blew it. They had a big lead, and uh, the Jazz really stormed back. Huge game from Jordan Clarkson, uh, and, he, and he fired up a, a pretty wide shot there at the end to try to, uh, I guess, tie the game. But um, ultimately, uh, I think Memphis, you know, this was, this was, again, like a playoff game for them. They needed to just keep themselves ahead of the Spurs just in case they lose that uh, home court advantage in that in that one game that they will face. So uh, I thought that was pretty impressive. It wasn't a good game from uh, Morant. He was okay, but he missed. He went 0 for 5 from the free throw line yeah. last night. Uh, that's Weird. Like, that's gross. Um, <laughs> but, the, uh, but the Pelicans season, I mean, you know, they've basically been uh, fighting to stay alive now for the last couple of weeks. They're still technically in it. No, they're not. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> I know they technically are. But, they're, but, they're, they're, they're uh, they're but anyway, good, a good, the, the, the point of the reason I pointed out really is because the Grizzlies like, you know, a playoff type atmosphere. It's like teams yeah. are pushing. You can't overlook anybody. You've got to finish the job. And they did that, uh, as I say, and, and, and get a get an impressive victory. And because uh, home court is just massive for them, I think, against the Spurs. Yeah, they tied a franchise record. The Grizzlies did with 19 blocks last night. Valanciunas had five blocks. Triple J had four. Kyle Anderson, slow mo at four blocks himself. <laughs> 19 blocks. You don't see that all that often uh, in the box score there uh, from the team uh, shutting them down at the rim. And, and by the way, Pelicans were playing without all their guys again yeah. here, though they had won the, uh, the night before. Uh, no Zion, of course, because of the finger injury, and no Brandon Ingram, and no Steven Adams, but kept it close. So Memphis plays tonight um, against Dallas at home, and then they got a back to back on Thursday and Friday hosting Sacramento. And then the Grizzlies finish. With a game at Golden State on Sunday, which could determine the the, the seeding at least in terms of like who is uh, the uh, playing the Lakers if it's still the Lakers in the seventh seed, and then who is hosting, let's say the Spurs in that nine ten matchup. So that could be that could be absolutely massive. You're of course going to be playing for that. Yeah, maybe you don't want to play the Lakers, I guess, but still you then have home court in the. Uh, second game to try and get in as the eighth seed there so something to watch i'll say this too the hawks uh was a pretty impressive win i know all the headlines are going rightfully so to westbrook setting the record but that's a good win from them collins was awesome i thought trey young you know had his moments here and there turned it on a little bit there in the third quarter bogdan bogdanovich is incredible right now did you see his three lee that he caught like he, tur- he spun and turned around yeah. like he was Steph Curry. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. He, like, started shooting while he was looking at the bench. Uh, and, like, in one motion, spun around and splashed it. He- he's on fire right now. I am very excited for a Hawks playoff series, first off, with, with Trey Young. Yeah, and if it's yeah. the Knicks. And that was another big win. The Heat are right there. Like, the Heat are right on the heels of both Atlanta and New York. So they want to get up to the 4-5 spot because no one wants to play the Bucks in the first round. So that's a big win for Atlanta. And, like, you know, of course helps their chances of even going to the second round. Like, I don't think they're going to beat the Bucks. I'll be honest, if they play in the first round series. But, as we've talked about many times here, like, the Knicks, especially if they had a home court advantage, I mean, I, that's a toss-up to me, that series. I, that's a seven-game series. I would lock that in. So, good win from uh, Atlanta there against uh, Russell Westbrook trying to 
bring his team back from uh, 19 down what and they a, held oh, on. Just, yeah, talk about Bogdanovic. What about Bertans there in that uh, in that comeback? Some of the shots he yeah. took. I mean, he's the same. He, he Like, if he's running towards the three-point line, he's just shooting. He does not care where the defense is, how much time's on the shot clock. And when he catches fire like that, it's like, all right, there's not much you can do about it. So it was a, it's a weird, fun game down there at the Fortress last night. Yeah. Should have gone. Should have went, man. Oh, should have masked up and went down. It's right here. All right, next one. This is uh, unfortunate news for the Beantown boys. Jalen Brown is out for the season. Torn wrist ligament. So he's done. So the question is, and the fill in the blank, you know, the Celtics' odds now of winning a first-round series are blank. Go ahead there, TK. Slim to none. Sorry to the Beantown boys. Sorry to Chief. Sorry to Happy Wedge. Got to hit you with the Vince Carter. It's over. Mm. Jay King at the Athletic called this a cursed season for the Celtics, and that is absolutely the case. They haven't been able to get everybody healthy for the entire season. Ergo, they haven't been able to be at their best. Even Brad Stevens said the same. We can only peak if we're healthy. Now we're locking in that the Celtics are not going to be healthy, which is too bad because Jalen Brown was having a great season on that Jimmy Butler path. Career highs in points per game, assists per game, field goal percentage, and three-point percentage. He's been on fire the past couple of months. Furthermore, I think he's one of the bigger tone setters on their team. One of the few Celtics who really puts pressure on the rim consistently. He brings the effort, the physicality, the defense every single night. To me, Boston, like a lot of teams, looks their worst when they just don't have the juice. They don't have the energy. And they've been out of it a lot since uh, Jalen went down. They're looking good for the seventh seed right now, but I don't know. This really evens the playing field in the play-in tournament, I think. They look ripe for the picking. I would take the Hornets over, or I would probably take the Celtics over the Hornets, considering the Hornets are looking like they're not going to have Hayward as well. But it's easy to see Boston laying an egg. Suddenly you've got to play a really hot, motivated Wizards team. That's scary stuff for the Celtics. This, uh, I mean, losing Tatum or Brown would be devastating to the Celtics' chances going into the playoffs. Uh, They lost one of them. I kind of think that Brown just does a few more of the little things for the Celtics that are really going to matter. So, yeah. Super bummer news uh, for Boston. Yeah, what, what do you think, Lee? What are you putting these odds at? Of them winning a first-round series is how I worded it, too. Yeah. Yeah, TK's even concerned about them even getting into the playoffs uh, and getting their victory in the play-in tournament. What do you think, though? Well, in that sense, it's actually I think their chances are about the same because I don't think they were going to get past the Nets or the Bucks or the Sixers, who they would have been facing anyway. I mean, they would have, I don't think, gotten swept, but now it is just a matter of whether or not they can avoid being eliminated before they even get to the top eight. So, uh, yeah, Jalen Brown defensively, he is their best defender. He's tough. Uh, offensively, he's fantastic. And Tatum has been great this season. You know, he was an all-star, but now so much more of the workload just falls on his shoulders. Kemba seems to be, you know, in and out of the lineup with uh, dealing with injury issues. If he's playing, you know, they're, they're a good team. Um, but, uh, yeah, you just can't see them beating one of those top three teams at all. So, yeah, if, you, if, they, if they can get out of the uh, playing tournament, I think that's probably a win for them this season right now because I think it's, it is going to be tough for them even to advance out of that. They're just, they've just been so inconsistent as well this season at home, on the road, and now they're missing their, uh, you know, their 1A player. Um, so very, very tough to see them gaining anything now out of this season. And uh, as I say, even, even when they're at full strength, tough to see them beating one of those top three teams. So uh, now it just makes it even harder. 
It's Evan Fournier time, baby. <laughs> uh, he will presumably continue to start here in Brown's place. He's been actually better because um, yeah. he had his own, uh, you know, COVID concerns when he came over uh, around the trade deadline from the Magic. I mean, absolutely all their star guys or whatever, their best players, have some point, if not multiple times this season, been like gone. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, it started with Tatum, obviously with COVID, and then Browns had a bunch of injuries before this injury with the wrist. Uh, Smart, of course, missed a good chunk of time. It goes on and on and on. Yeah, you said Kemba Walker in and out. Uh, but Fournier is averaging 15 points per game over the last seven games where he's all started. Really good shooting percentages, so they're going to need a huge uh, couple of games from him here in the play-in games or even if they get in the playoffs. Maybe if they get into the playoffs, like Evan Fournier, feels like he always wins like a, a game one in a strange series, so uh, maybe uh, that'll help uh, the Celtics' chances to get up, uh, to steal one from a Brooklyn Nets team or something like that before the gentlemen sweep, but this sucks. What a brutal season. I mean, I thought the Raptors had a garbage season. I think the Celtics are right there, uh, you know, neck and neck in terms of just disappointing, Mm -hmm. crumple it up and throw it out and just, like, look forward to next season. Maybe it's a weird blessing in disguise in that sense, TK. It's like, all right, we weren't doing anything anyway. Like Lee said, I sort of agree with that. We probably weren't winning a first-round series. We may have gotten in there with Brown, but all right, just shut him down. It's going to take, like, what, four or five months, usually an injury like this. It is his offhand, so that's good. Um, and, and we start it all up again next season when hopefully everybody's healthy. Maybe. If you I think that was that a huge part of it, Skeets, yeah. because Jalen Brown had been playing through this injury mm-hmm. as well. The reason he was out of the lineup, I thought, was because they had that weird collision between uh, him and Tatum during a game where somebody kind of like stepped on the side of Jalen Brown's ankle and that hurt his ankle. That sent him out of that game. But now he's missing time here to get something taken care of for next season. Perhaps it's a little bit of looking at the writing on the wall saying, this is not our year. It's not happening yep. this year. The Celtics came in a very shallow team. They've had to deal with a ton of injuries, a ton of absences, like you're saying, and you can see the effect so perhaps it's smarter to just get healthy uh, for a regular full season next year. I think the real reason he may have been playing a few of those games over the last little bit was to hit that magic number of 58 games played. If you saw <laughs> Bobby Mark saying, I think that was in the old contract there, a little mm. uh, bonus, a little incentive if you hit that, a little more money in his pocket. So, uh, you know, he sucked it up and played through some of those games to get to that benchmark. That's just a, just a guess. It seems all too convenient that he did get to, to, to 58 before he was ultimately shut down. But that sucked because Jalen Brown was having a career year and hopefully he comes back uh, stronger than ever. All right, our final one, TK. This one goes to you. Fill in the blank. Just tell me. Who had the tastier big beef last night? Who does it belong to? Well, Skeets, before we can decide, we need to get some eyes on that beef. We got to peep the beef. JD, roll that beautiful beef footage. Clint Capella had 22 rebounds. That's a lot of roast beef. DeMontis Sabonis had 20 rebounds. The Beefed becomes the Beefer. No dunks. We love roast beef, which is rebounds. switch up there. That's the right, a new outro track that comes to us from Jared Dryden. He <laughs> dropped it on Discord, said, I was thinking about rebounds the whole time I made this beef. Wow. Beat. Shout out to Jared Dryden. 
As for which beef was more delicious, to get a double beef on wedgie day almost felt sacrilegious. All right. Mm. But they're both delicious, if you're asking me. Number six on the season for Capella puts him in the lead for the beef crown. He's leading the league in rebounds per game and rebound rate. Looks like he's going to win the rebound title this year, breaking Andre Drummond's streak of three straight seasons. Nonetheless, I'm going boner here. The Pacers have been getting beefed hard lately. Nice to see the tables turned, and Indiana literally needed these rebounds. The Cavs led most of this game. Yeah. It looked like the Pacers were going to blow it playing against the Cavs team that was super shorthanded. But Sabonis and these boards wore Cleveland down, tired them out over the course of 48 minutes. Seriously, Sabonis relentless on the glass. You saw his last couple of rebounds came on the same play as he was trying to shut down Dean Waite. As a massive Cavs fan, tough to see them uh, (laughs) blow it on a huge night from Dean Wade. But as a beef aficionado, you got to tip your cap to DeMontis Sabonis. The Pacers needed those rebounds. They needed a huge game from Sabonis to uh, stay ahead, I guess. Actually, they moved into ninth, I suppose, last night in the play-in tournament with the Wizards' loss. But... For a while there, it was looking like Indiana might lose that game. That would have been a terrible loss for them. So, uh, clutch beef from Sabonis. Yeah. Lee, uh, was there a tastier one in, in your opinion? Well, I think I saw Sabonis get a rebound, turn it over, and then catch an air <laughs> yeah, ball. Yeah, that was a good uh, one. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and, and then I saw he had 20 rebounds. So I was like, oh, he just scraped in there <laughs> yep. for the beef. So, I guess catching an air ball is a rebound. I, I know. I, I sort of have thought that. And sometimes I think as well, sometimes it's the first guy who touches it after a missed shot gets credit for the rebound, but sometimes it's just whoever sort of then takes clean possession. So in that case, I think Capella was a couple of them as well. Someone else sort of touched it, but then he grabs the ball, so he oh, gets yeah. the rebound. So oh, it's great. Yeah, what a great addition it's been this season, just uh, the beef watch. There's way more beef than I thought we are going to have. Oh, I mean, totally. This but is I volume think, 27, it yeah. said on that screen card, which means yeah. there's even more than that because, yeah, sometimes you uh, lump them together like last night when we had two yeah. guys. And that's the thing when you when it comes back to wedgies. When we first started tracking them, people were like, oh, you see one every three or four years in the league, and it's like, no, you see no, you them don't. all the time. So there's so many hidden beefs out there that we didn't even know about. You know? <laughs> right. Are you going to be counting the beefs in the playoffs? I can't stop at this okay. point. All right. I'm beef obsessed. All they right. find me. <laughs> I thought I was just casually turning on a Cavs game to watch last night, and suddenly I'm getting beefed hard on yeah. skeets. That's looking good on you, my man. Yeah, it's a nice shirt, that big beef shirt. Um, right. I was also thinking, too, watching the Westbrook game. Because I'm watching. you're watching it a little differently, right, where he's trying to... Uh, Again, set history, beat Oscar Robertson's triple-double record. So you're watching every single Westbrook play. And, man, when you do that and you watch the game like that, you really notice how Uh, weird some of these stats uh, are. Like, rebounds is one. Like you said, they were even talking about it on the Hawks broadcast. Like, Vince Carter straight up asked Dominique Wilkins at one point, like, is that a rebound? Because it was like... It was like an air ball situation, and they were very confused. And then the assists, man. Mm. Oh, my goodness. They are super liberal with some of these uh, assists sometimes where it's like, all right, he gave it to him, and then the guy made a couple moves, and it's like, okay, that's an assist we're calling it. That's why I think 30 assists, that's Scott Scott's record. It is 100% going to be broken here. In, yeah. in the, in, I would guess in the next couple of years. And I don't know. I saw people earlier in the stream team asking, like, who's going to do it? Who's going to break uh, – Scott Skiles, 30 assists in a game record. Like, uh, Do you have an answer, Lee? I mean, is it Westbrook? I mean, he very easily could do it. Yeah, I mean, you need someone who I think has got a good three-point shooting couple of teammates and then someone who you can yes. also throw lobs to, you know. So, um, 
I mean, who, who's that? I mean, you sort of think Steph Curry, if, if you've got like... Dre, uh, get passed to himself. <laughs> well, if you've got Clay, if you've got Clay back and then, you know, Wiggins can hit those three, but then who are they going to sort of lob that into? Why wouldn't you go with Draymond Green in that situation? Oh, well, yeah, Draymond. Draymond's actually, yeah, he's a good one too. But uh, uh, yeah, no, talk about assists. Because I check for the VSPs, I go through and just look at every assist and I'm like, oh my God. That guy, yeah, there's like, You pass it off, guy takes two dribbles, yeah. fakes, waits, steps back, hits a shot. It's like... Oh, assist. Okay, okay yeah. sure. You know. Yeah. Uh, Trey, if you had to pick somebody to to potentially break Scott Skiles' 30 assists in a game record, who would you go with? What did you say we need, Lee? Three-point shooting and lob threats? Yes. Yep. Give me Nikola Jokic with a healthy Jamal Murray, a healthy Ooh, Michael wow. Porter Jr., and Aaron Gordon cutting back door. 30 assists from a center? Legendary stuff. Mm, I don't mind. What I mean, Trey Young maybe. Yeah, Trey Young's a good one. In the, in uh, the, the mix. moment, he's got Capella, yeah. Bogdanovich, Herder, John yeah. Collins, Gallinari. I mean, he's got everything there. So, all right. Well, let's hear from you guys in the stream team. Who are we forgetting? Uh, you know, I'm sure people are going to say Luca. There's tons of guys that uh, have already gotten 20 assists. They've gotten the old applesauce, and uh, you know, a game goes to overtime or something like that. You get a little more, five more minutes of. Uh, Extra playing time? 30, 30 can be done. I think it's going to happen. Put me down, it'll happen in the next, uh, I don't know, three seasons. What's like? What's number two? Has there been a 29 assist game? Has anybody even gotten close on this one? Ramon I mean, Sessions? What, 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 <laughs> Ramon Sessions definitely went over question, 20 Trey. at some point. I mean, oh, I just yeah. said Westbrook had, what, 24 yeah. like, in the last two weeks or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I'm tap dancing here as StatHead is yeah. loading the stats. You're going to have to check back in with me because it's searching for every single assist since 1983 to 1984. Kevin Porter. Kevin Porter got 29. John Stockton got 28. Okay. Guy Rogers got 28. Bob oh. Cousy, 28. Stockton, 27. Yeah, so... Rondo had 25 of the modern day players. Okay. Okay. Uh, about four years ago, he had that. So, yeah. Nate McMillan. Yeah. So, there's been a few guys. Um, Kevin Porter. I wonder if that's uh, his dad, Kevin Porter Sr. It was 1978, New Jersey versus Houston. I have no idea if it is, if they're related. But, uh, <laughs> well, well, he's well, a junior, so maybe. Well, yeah, I understand. Might be other Kevin Porters in the world. I guess that's possible too. But man, both playing in the NBA, you could be right. I got no clue. All right, uh, let's hear from you guys though. Who's gonna eventually break Skiles? Uh, you know, one game record there for for dimes. Okay, let's get to the up down report. Preparing your tumbies. It's the up down report. Yeah, into the up down report. First one. Okay, I love this one. Last week we learned uh, from Howard Beck. What up, Beck? that Joel Embiid and Nikola Jokic are eligible at both center and forward per the official all-NBA ballot. You know, people are filling these out. It's the final week of the regular season. So, all that to say, if the Joker is on your first team as the center, you can technically vote Joel Embiid as a first-team forward instead of bumping him to the second team and putting him at the center position. Uh, now, this has been going on for a couple of years, but it's obviously uh, making the headlines here because these are the two frontrunners for MVP. But the question is, the up-down. The up-down question is, are you um, up or down on voting both Jokic and Embiid to an all-NBA first team? What, what do you think, Lee? Get us started. Up or down on this? Oh, my God. He's got, <laughs> you're up on this. I'm up oh, on this, right? Hold out the thumb. <laughs> I'm up on this because the three best front court players in the league this season, in my opinion, have been Jokic, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. Okay. So I think they deserve first-team recognition. Now, only according to that article by Beck, uh, you, you know, they both have 
centre and forward. I believe that's right. But Nikola Jokic on NBA.com is only a centre. Giannis is only a forward. Embiid is a forward centre. So the Embiid debate... Embiid never plays forward. I know that. Never. Joel Embiid is not a forward. Joel Embiid is a centre. Yeah. So what we need to do clearly is decide we're either having positions and guys have to re- represent a real position. Yeah. Or we're scrapping positions altogether because it's, right. it's it's ridiculous to say like someone like Kevin Durant who's had a great season but he's missed a ton of games. Now I believe Joel Embiid deserves recognition on that first thing. When it comes to All NBA, we know that this is a bigger honor than All Star uh, game because it's, it's it's there's less of a field, and we know that for the most part it doesn't really matter which team you're on, but you want to be on that first team because second or third is basically the same. But first is more recognition, I think. Right, uh, so you want you deserve it. I think so. Uh, yeah. I think at the end of your career, you say All NBA, and he was a ten-time first All NBAer. I think you sort of emphasise that, in my opinion. Hmm. I, I don't think we do. do enough, to be honest. Well, maybe not enough, but, but I okay. think I, I, I think you do. So, in my in my opinion, I think those three players, as I mentioned, Giannis, Joel, and Nikola Jokic, deserve All NBA first team recognition. If you want to say he's a centre, a forward, whatever you want to do, Luka Doncic is listed as a forward guard on NBA.com. Yeah. He is yeah. not a forward. He is a guard. <laughs> so the NBA needs to be to pick a lane. Yeah. You get you get either you know one position for guys like Joel Embiid, who's clearly a centre, or we just remove positions from the all NBA team. Okay, but um, do two wrongs make a right? Because we are all agreeing it's wrong what the NBA is doing with these dumb like uh, designations here that Giannis is not a forward center. He's just a forward. A forward, yes, that's right. Okay, but Embiid is. But then you're saying, well, these are the rules. Like my guy Ben Gulliver, we just had him on. He's like, hey, the NBA's rules, so I'm putting Embiid as the forward. Like that's another wrong to me, Trey. But you're the big man of the group, so I'm interested, really interested <laughs> to hear your thoughts on this one. Do you even... Uh, sit okay with putting Embiid as a forward on the All NBA First Team, or should he just be a center? And you got to pick between Embiid and Jokic for which one you think's had the better year for the first team, at least. I've actually got Jokic as my first team guard for uh, <laughs> yeah. All NBA with the way he handles the ball all the time. Of course, I love this Skeets because all the little guys are getting salty about it <laughs> after years and years of trying to get rid of centers. Now you can't keep them off. This is clearly ridiculous, but also classic Tim Duncan. Listed as a power forward center because he played with David Robinson at the beginning of his career. Stayed as a power forward because Shaq was in the league and they wanted to get him some first team votes. Nothing has changed. It's just different players years and years later. It's going to look weird if Jokic and Embiid both show up somehow as forwards and there's another center. Can you imagine that? Throw Rudy Gobert in there. He's had a huge impact this year. We're going for the biggest all-NBA team of all time. Uh, but personally, I would have Jokic as my center. I would have Embiid as my second center since those are the positions they play. But if you're going to uh, leave a loophole there, people are going to hop right through that baby. Yeah, Zilla wrote here in his newsletter this morning, the league was leaning into flexibility without getting to the natural conclusion of total flexibility. That is spot on here. Like, Trey, man, you are a cannonball guy. That's why you. That's how you jump in a pool. That's you right. jump in. You don't put your toe in and walk down the steps. That's stupid. And that's what they're doing here. Like, just do one or the other. Um, like you said, Lee. It's either you really have to say, I would be fine with this. You either go, you ask the player or the team, whatever. Hey, what position are you at the start of the season? <laughs> like, which one? Where do you want to go? I don't care if you're Jokic and he says point guard. Okay, it's up to you. But that's it. You're locked in. Or just get rid of them. 
completely, which is obviously makes more sense. We've already done it with the all-star team. And I actually disagree a little bit, Lee. Like, I don't think it's by any means a knock that Embiid would be the center on my second team, which is where I have him slotted right now because I think Jokic is the MVP, so that makes sense. The two best players in the league, in terms of at least, you know, the MVP race, are big guys. They're centers. They're both centers. <laughs> uh, and I just don't see that as a bad thing. I don't think uh, I don't think we do look back all that much. We just go, that guy was a 10-time All-NBA player. There's very little, like, oh, hold on, how many third teams? Uh, how many second teams? We actually don't do that all, that all that often when we talk about these guys and their Hall of Fame credentials and stuff like that. Yeah. I think. We haven't on our show, at least, over the last decade or so. So, yeah. Um, I mean, it's just not my point is it's not a it, it's like, I, hey, I'm are the, you one of the best 15 players? Are you one of the best three players of your position? OK, that's a damn good year. And that's awesome. And you've been awarded as, as such. Yeah, I, I just think that first team is the one that sort of stands out just a little bit more. It's okay. just a little bit shinier than all third team, because sometimes you look back and you think, was that guy all NBA that one year? And you go, oh, yeah, he was actually third team. You know, so I think like Victor Oladipo made all NBA third team. Now, I just think he maybe deserved it that season. But you don't sort of talk about it in the same way that you maybe talk about a James Harden crazy season or, a, you know, a Westbrook or a Steph Curry. That's my point. I think it's still an incredible honor to make any of the teams. I just think that the number one is the like, it's like starting in an all-star game. Like, it doesn't actually mean more necessarily, but it's like, yeah, I'm a starter. I'm a, you know, I, that, that's my spot. So... <laughs> It's, uh, you know, I mean, it's the just, thing is, though, like Trey was sort of alluding to it, like there have been years where it's like, well, we didn't have a lot of centers in this oh, exactly. game. And we were like struggling to figure out who like the All-NBA third center was. And it's like, yeah. all right, it's Andre Drummond. Okay. It's like, it's got to be by default. And you're yeah. like, then you're like, oh, hold on. Andre Drummond was considered one of the 15 best players in the league that year? No. I mean, DeAndre Jordan yeah. was an All-NBA first team for crying out loud. <laughs> like yeah. it was a bad year for centers, obviously, that year. Uh, I think we just get rid of the... Uh, positions and then and then it's fine because then it's like well all right if you got Jokic and Embiid there it's like who cares we're not playing these games mm. we don't ever play uh, all NBA first team versus all NBA second team like it doesn't oh, matter maybe we needed play. a game That'd be night great. for uh, happy hour yeah that that's be, what we need that would be fantastic uh, <laughs> but, but I it, wonder if I wonder if in some people's contracts there is like a little clause it's like if you're all NBA first team you get a million bonus if you're yeah, second or third is. you get half a million yeah I, I'm sure there probably is so yeah I, I think it I think they get that specific with it they shouldn't their agents should be not be doing that because uh, there's obviously a lot of money at stake here and it's in the hands of well first off the NBA and their designations for you <laughs> in terms of the ballot and then of course the actual voters themselves uh, mm-hmm. you know they're playing with your money there there's a lot of money tied up in this stuff um but yeah, all right. Well, probably this maybe is just the step to getting rid of them. Hopefully, it is. Maybe they'll be gone completely. Though they've been around since the start, I think. Trey, they don't. You know, NBA is holding on to this one. This is a tradition. Have that center position. Okay, sure. Yeah, sounds good. Uh, let's keep it around. Uh, I don't know, Skeets. You were the guy who wanted to go ten teams deep. Oh, you got, you got ten centers, <laughs> or are you going to get all thirty centers on your NBA oh, teams since they're all eligible for forward spots as well? <laughs> Oh Going to get God. two Hernan Gomez's on the All-NBA <laughs> team? Uh, I was filling out, just for fun, my All-NBA teams. Might do something with it this week uh, on the show, of course. So I did an All-NBA fourth team. Yeah, that's where I stopped right now. But no problem doing a fifth team. Because I was, like, looking at it. You know, there's a lot of talk about the guards and how many snubs there's going to be. And I was tweeting, like, man, you got to leave off, like, a Trey Young or a Mitchell or a Beal or Westbrook, blah, blah, blah. Like, when you get to the third team. 
DeMontis Sabonis is going to be a massive snub when it comes mm. to these things. Like, he's having an incredible year. And he, like, I don't even hear his name, like, considered. And fair enough. There's too many damn good forwards, too. Um, but he'd be on the fourth or fifth team there, Trey, is what I'm getting at. I think he'd be <laughs> on my fifth team. I think he'd be that bump that far because, you know, Tatum's, Tatum's a forward. Jimmy's a forward. Randall, of course, is a forward. Zion's a forward. That's uh, right. I mean, you just start running out of spots, so. Congrats to Sabonis on the All-NBA 15. <laughs> Huge congrats honor. to him. Hey, they gave, uh, the Hawks gave a video tribute to Alex Len last night. Yeah. So, hey, man, he's been part of this turnaround for the Wizards. Throw him on your 11th team. All right, our next one here. A nine-part docuseries chronicling the history of the Lakers will be produced by Hulu, uh, that media company announced on Monday. The original series will debut in 2022, the series will take viewers through the last four decades of the team. So the Lakers getting a nine-part documentary series here. Are you up or down on it? And let's start with you, Trey. What do you think? Oh, I'm up. This is going to be a banger, no doubt. Last Dance was a banger, and this is going one episode extra because <laughs> the Bulls may have the most famous basketball player of all time, but the Lakers have the most famous basketball players of all time. We're talking four decades, supposed to be starting, I suppose, after Wilt Chamberlain's career. I imagine he makes it in somehow. George Mikan likely gets a mention as well, too. But even if not, we're going from Kareem to Magic to Shaq to Kobe to LeBron. All of them with tremendous achievements along the way, with tremendous drama alongside them. You've got Antoine Fuqua directing, best known for Training Day, but to me, his best movie is Shooter, starring Mark Wahlberg, a <laughs> classic. I'm watching it next in 2045. Should be a good documentary series. Going to be stylish, I'm sure, which works for L.A. I don't know, Skeets. I've been tucking in my shirt for a year now mm -hmm. since the last dance came out. What's going to be the next wave coming off this Lakers one? Can't wait to find out. Of course, this is going to be great. Mm. Lee, up or down on a, on a Lakers nine-part series? Do we need this, is the question, Lee? <laughs> well, okay. I, look, I, I'm really looking forward to the sort of showtime era. I think that was just like, you know, really what uh, helped propel the league into global recognition because you had the most glamorous team with a guy whose name was Magic, who, was he a point guard? I can't remember, but, uh, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Started I mean, his career as a center. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Um, you see, uh, you know, with Pat Riley on the side as well, the sort of godfathery type coach. And then you had, of course, Jerry Buss, who was, uh, you know, one of the most iconic and influential people in the entire Los Angeles sort of uh, you know, media and, and uh, real estate landscape there. So that to me, I mean, that could be a nine-part series just itself on the Showtime Lakers, I think, you know. But then they, they had the rivalry as well, of course, against Larry Bird. So it was everything that you could sort of, if you were to uh, write a script about, I think that's what you would get out of that uh, 80s era. And then, you know, they, they went through a bit of a doldrum there in the 90s. And then, of course, they land the biggest name in the world, Shaq, who comes along. And then they get Phil Jackson and they have Kobe, of course, and uh, they win championships again. So there's so many different stories here. And, uh, it, you know, the fact that it is the biggest media market, I guess, with the biggest city, the most glamour, that's where Hollywood is, uh, just makes it a perfect sort of uh, setting for a series like this. Look, I'm pumped to watch this. We're going to watch it. We're going to talk about it. But I'm not excited for everything uh, else like surrounding it. And what I mean by that is like, just get ready for the uh, top five, top ten all-time Lakers of all time and the uh, stupid debates that will come from that. It's just like you can already, they already do it now, let alone something like this that you can like build uh, your uh, debate shows around. So I guess that's the one thing uh, I'm not looking forward to. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm all in. You're right. Uh, fantastic director and uh, nine parts. You know, they're not holding back here. There's a lot to tell, I guess, over 
what, four decades or something like that, uh, the ups and downs of the Lakers. So let's hear from you guys. Final Hope one, they though. don't skip the Eldon Campbell era. Oh, mm. my man, Eldon Campbell gets a mention. Eddie Jones, how about those forgotten early 90s teams of the Lakers? I know, Skeets, you're probably be uh, wearing your Nick Van Exel right. jersey during this. Those will be the interesting ones. You know, everybody knows about the great teams. Let's hear about your bad teams. Lakers. Yeah, they will. Yeah, like how much will they actually discuss the uh, the down years for the Lakers? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, that'll be something to watch. All right, our final one. This is uh, just incredible. This fit from Act Normal or Else. On Sunday, she posted this wild Garfield uh, meets the Phoenix Suns jersey. Why does this exist? I have no clue, but... Trey, are you up or down on this insane Garfield Suns uh, jersey mashup? Thumbs up. Sure, sure. Why not? Throw a Lee Ellis, Russell Westbrook, why not on this one? Forget Space Jam. I want my NBA crossover to have a cartoon that hates Mondays and exercising, but loves lasagna and taking naps. The colors work perfectly. Uh, Perhaps that's the entire reason that this jersey exists. They're like, hey, Garfield's orange. Throw them on an orange team jersey. <laughs> I don't know. I started obviously Googling this to see if you can find one. It looks like they're all bootlegs. Some yeah. of them are somehow related to uh, Kanye West's homecoming album. I don't what? understand what? how that makes sense either. <laughs> He's not a Phoenix guy. He's not an Arizona guy. Garfield isn't associated with Kanye either. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. That's why I'm super up on this. So weird. Imagine just like being at a thrift store. You're flipping through some tank tops. Oh, look, another Quicksilver. Look, a Billabong. And then suddenly you see a Garfield Phoenix Suns jersey. That's like an instant purchase. Yeah, I would buy this. I would wear this. Lee, what would you do? Would you like it? I I guess so. I I still don't really know why or how or when this came about, but uh, it's out there. So why not? You know, people personalizing (laughs) their own jerseys with a really smarmy looking cat there who's just like, like Trey says, he hates everything. He's a classic cat. Uh, but he's also on the front of a Phoenix Well, he doesn't Suns hate jersey. everything. He loves lasagna. Well, okay, yeah, he yeah. does love lasagna. Fair enough, <laughs> yeah. too. Lasagna was great as kids. I mean... Uh, was great. Yeah. Not anymore. Oh, I just can't replicate it uh, the, way that, uh, <laughs> the way that mum used to be able to do it, you know. Oh. But, uh, but and we're also I've tried it, you know, with the veggie lasagna oh, and stuff. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. lasagna. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But Garfield's resurgent. He seems to be around a bit more these days. I don't know where, where that came from, but. Uh, he is? What? Isn't he? I've seen, I seem to have seen him around a lot more just popping up in memes <laughs> and stuff like that. You make it sound like that. he's walking around your neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's just a neighborhood cat, Lee. That's just an orange cat walking. Oh, we have got an orange cat who's just like that. He just like struts around, doesn't say hello to anyone. He's a sort of like classic cat, you know? Oh, okay. Some cats at least look as if like they acknowledge you. This thing just, just struts around one step at a time. I'm on my own time, guys. We know. We're playing basketball here. <laughs> All right. Uh, did you uh, did you have a favorite comic growing up, Lee? Uh, um, like strip. I liked um, Robot Man. I think it was called. Uh, you, know, you know Robot Man? No. Uh, well, actually, the best one was the Far Side. 
What? Did you know? You know the far side. Far side. Yeah. Yeah. That that was yeah. Uh, that was that was trending that was last a little week bit more for uh, an older. Yeah, adult. Oh, far yeah, side. Robot Man so was uh, Robot Man was great. Um, Robot Man. Yeah. Okay. What was his? Uh, what was his I thought thing? I took you for a Marmaduke fan for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Oh, what a diss, man! Uh, <laughs> what a diss! <laughs> <laughs> a Marmaduke fan. I took you for a Family Circus fan. <laughs> That's the meanest thing you can say to anybody. Yeah. This guy can only handle one. One circle at a time, a big family circus guy yeah. walking around, breaking all the pots and pans. Yeah. We had uh, Hagar, Hagar the Horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, was yeah. pretty good. He was pretty good. <laughs> he had a good run. Um, who else was there? What about Calvin and Hobbes, Lee? Don't know if they made the Herald Sun in, uh, mm. in Australia. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to think who we had, who else we had. Uh, you, you might need to do some catching up. Now's a great time to get in get the entire archives. <laughs> well, I used to buy Mad magazines. I mean, I know that's not a comic yeah. strip, but uh, they were pretty good. They still make those. Uh, JD, maybe you could uh, chime in. I know your son used to read them. Uh, my, uh, he still subscribes to Mad, but they don't. They're not making new Mads as of last right. year. They sort oh. of. Uh, uh, the Us and Mad Magazine, big casualties in the uh, Warner Media AT&T merger. So, wow. Uh, but they still, they do publish it, but it's all old. They just repurpose old. Classics, uh, certified old classics. classics. They're just certified classics. <laughs> do they have that, that page fold? The fold in? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think yeah, so. Yeah. Those are sweet. Oh, yeah. yeah, I love those. Yeah. Mad Mag- it holds up. It's great. It is, yeah. it is awesome. Some great JD, writers. do you have a favorite uh, comic strip? Uh, big Calvin and Hobbes guy back okay. in the day, yeah. Uh, and hey, Family Circus is delightful. <laughs> it's delightful, especially oh, the sure. ones where uh, yeah, I when I was a little kid, I used to love following. You know where they have like a, a map and they show everywhere the kids been, sort of thing. Yeah, that was the yes. big Sunday spread. Yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, stuff. sorry to all you family circus fans out there. I know, I know, it's 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 a low hanging fruit. I know it's an easy one to rip on. Wasn't there like a whole bit going around once, like where they just removed all the text from Family Circus uh, comic strips, or was that Garfield? They maybe did too. <laughs> There is a Garfield without Garfield that was popular for a while. Yeah. And it was yeah. just basically like, it makes John Arbuckle into the saddest guy <laughs> yeah, of all time. that's it, that's it, that's it. I guess I we'll eat another lasagna. Yeah, I, feel like, I feel like that was popping off during my Tumblr days. Or oh something yeah, like big, Tumblr, big Tumblr, big <laughs> Tumblr. All right, let's hear from everybody out there, uh, your favorite comic strip uh, off of that uh, Garfield Phoenix Sun jersey. Or better yet, let us know, or somebody out there, do a great mash- mashup of a, another comic strip character with another... Uh, NBA mm. jersey. Let's see what you guys can come up with out there. It's NBA playoffs time, and that means NBA snack time. I can't stop eating while I'm watching. So many options in my house that I gotta cut out a bit. I gotta switch it up, but I know I'm not giving up. Sunflower seeds? Sure. But maybe something that's not a food for that oral fixation? Perhaps? Good thought. Here's a breath of fresh air. Fume. Fume takes your habit and simply makes it better, healthier, and more enjoyable. Fume is an innovative, award-winning flavored air device. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Its taste is surprising. All natural stuff. It's fun to fidget with, and it's a good weight. The wood feels good, and it feels cool to use. 
Start the good habit by going to tryfume.com slash dunks and getting the journey pack today. Fume is giving listeners to the show 10% off when they use our code dunks to help make starting the good habit that much easier. I got to get something off my chest. Nothing drives me crazier than sending a message to a group chat and getting no response. That's why I'm a big emoji responder. Love a hang loose hand or a salute. But man, it hurts when you send a message and get nothing back. Ouch! We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash NoDunks. This episode of No Dunks is brought to you by BetterHelp. Let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. JD, Tweet of the Night. What do you got? Yeah, so um, I follow way too many sports people on Twitter. Maybe part of the reason I don't really like Twitter because it's just <laughs> nonstop sports and it's, it's my job and... You know, I like to keep up with things, but then, uh, you know, not so much sometimes. But anyways, uh, this one sports guy that I think we all know him, Matt Ufford of yeah. uh, ESPN. Sure, right? Uh, yeah. he, he's, he's posts lots of uh, sports things, but he is also a noted bird enthusiast. So whenever I see all this sports stuff in my feed and then he'll come along with the feather report, right? Because oh. I think he's a big bird watcher. So this morning... Okay. He just posted this. Let's meet some birds. And I was like, yes, let's do this. So here are some birds brought to you by Matt Ufford. So the first one here is the northern water thrush. Huh. Not a thrush. It's a warbler with the uh, the shrug emoji or the, uh, well, what are you going to do emoji? Whatever. <laughs> and that that is interesting. How is a water thrush not a thrush? It's a warbler. Right. Wow. Next one. Okay. Great egret. Its neck is auditioning to be an S in a sports team logo. <laughs> and that is, is a, yeah. a freaky neck. You have to admit, right? Like It is. That's a freaky neck. Is. Apologies to the audio people. You know, it's just very visual, this one. Okay, yeah, next we're, one. We're meeting some birds. Hey, by the way, the egret or whatever it's called, that mm-hmm. was the uh, bird that Ben Gulliver was talking about that he was like chasing around down in the bubble. Oh, yeah. Ah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Uh, Eastern Kingbird. This bird is straight up <laughs> handsome as hell. Yeah. Mm. Agreed. That's a classic looking bird right there. Really nice. <laughs> Just a quiet confidence that I yeah. I admire. Kind of looks like he's wearing a helmet. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> Slip on a batting helmet and go sit on a twig. <laughs> the Eastern Kingbird. And finally, ah. the Wild Turkey. Love crafty and nightmare. <laughs> I loathe its presence. Uh, yeah, I'm with I'm with Matt yeah. there. I don't care for this type of bird. Yeah. yeah. 
at birth, it didn't look prehistoric. I guess you totally. Can, yeah. Give him that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> give him that. Tip of the cap. Good yeah. whiskey, though. Good whiskey. Um, yeah, it's true. Matt Upward, <laughs> I, I've had a whiskey with uh, Matt in in a divey New York bar once upon a time. Oh, perfect. Did Way he talk back about when, birds? when the Raptors were in the playoffs, taking on the Nets. Ah. When they were in New Jersey, 06 I, or something. 06, oh, yeah. I believe. Maybe wow. 06, 07, something. Like yeah. Wow, early days. Mm. Shout out to Matt Ufford and Becky Blum. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know her. Of course. She judged yeah. our uh, People's Duck contest That's back right. in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, anybody mm-hmm. have a favorite bird? Uh, I mean, you know what? This is probably a basic bitch kind of choice right here, but I love me a cardinal. <laughs> love a cardinal. Yeah. Great bird. Lots yeah. down here, too. Oh, oh man, they're, they're coming back right now, too, Skeets. Uh, once you see them showing up in that bird feeder, delicious. Listen, and a cardinal really pops in Atlanta because oh, Atlanta's yeah. so green. Yeah. And you just see that red dot. You, you can spot them a mile away. Yeah, cardinal. Yeah. There's, um, uh, Lee, what do you got? There's blue jays here, too. I oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've seen a ton of them. Uh, but I'm sticking with the kookaburra's favorite bird. Uh, Homer! Yeah, kookaburras are legit. They're legit. They're uh, good, tough animals. They're legit. They are, man. Not afraid of snakes. You see a snake, the kookaburra's there. The kookaburra's going to take that snake. So uh, not many birds can say that. So uh, give me the burra. All right. Great, great, great tweet of the night there. Nice uh, nice thread there from Matt Ufford. Awesome work, JD. Pick'em results from last night. It was the Jazz Warriors game. Utah was favored by three and a half. These pick'em results brought to you by BetMGM. And we have Trey and Lee coming through with the Warriors pick. Uh, hit the money line. I threw it out there. I said it was a possibility, and you guys got it right. Trey's 5-1. and one. Hello. Hey. Loss for Tass and I, though. I'm 4-2. and two. Okay. We're running out of time here in this short month of May because we're only doing the regular season. Lee, you're 2-4. and four. So is Tass. You guys are tied for last place. So, tonight's game, Heat Celtics. It's in Boston. Obviously, no Jalen Brown still. Miami's favored by two and a half. And Miami's playing for something here. They're obviously, uh, like I said, trying to get up to that fourth, fifth spot. Chasing the Hawks. There's a bird. Uh, mm. And the Knicks. <laughs> so, uh, Lee, let's start with you. Who do you want to take? You want Miami winning by three or more or Boston to cover? Yeah, let's go Miami. Uh, Wait, are you trying to win well, or are you trying a, to yeah, lose? Now, I'm, now I'm confusing myself here because... Uh, <laughs> I thought you were should, trying to lose. Yeah, they should win uh, by three points or more. So yeah. I should take Boston. Yeah. But uh, Boston's a weird team as well. Don't go out and do something weird, Celtics, and play awesome tonight, okay? So, Boston. Oh, my God. <laughs> what? Right. He's taking the Celtics. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He's, He's taking crazy. the Celtics. Uh, Trey, go ahead. You go next. You're on fire. Um, I think it's going to be the Heat. Yep. Like you said, Skeets, they've been playing pretty well, and they're actually playing for something. So give me the win. Give me the cover, Miami. I'm also going the Heat to win by three or more. I can't believe this line is that small, if I'm being completely honest. Um, but, JD, you're picking for Tass here. I think he forgot to uh, send in his video today. So, yeah, you're tied right now in last place with Lily. He's taking the Celtics. Are you going the opposite of him or uh, uh, rolling with Boston? Yeah, the, well, I actually... Uh Tass and I have been slacking back and oh, forth great. here, and uh, here's what he has. This is the last the last dispatch from Tass. <laughs> Jalen Brown, done for the season. Miami just beat Boston. How can the Celtics cover? 
but nothing makes sense. Boston's the pick. So okay, I think he's trying to. There we go. I thought so. I thought he was yeah. going to go there. Okay, so Lee and Tats are going to be tied. They're either picking up a game on me or they're going to be uh, falling into an even deeper hole. So two guys taking Boston, uh, Trey and I taking Miami to win by three or more. All right, let's call it there. What a fun show. Please like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for tomorrow's Beach Steppin' Podcast. Back to the beach to read your emails and tweets. Grab your No Dunks merch like this beautiful big beef t-shirt that I'm rocking there. You can go to nodunks.com for that. If you haven't already, subscribe to The Athletic. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. I will tell you this as well. There will be a Top Shot Hot Boys coming at you uh, later, probably tonight. So make sure you subscribe to No Dunks if you're into the Top Shot world. Uh, We'll be ripping a pack. I say pack, not packs of throwdowns. TK, you came up empty-handed there yesterday. I've had pretty good luck lately. Not yesterday, but my man Skeetsy brought one home. Hey, Good as, long stuff. As, as long as one of us get one, uh, we that's can have right. some fun with the Top Shot Hot Boys there. So that's tonight, Tuesday night. Like I said, beach tomorrow. And you can lock it in. We didn't do it last week, but you can lock it in for this Thursday night. Happy hour is back. So we'll be going live, you know, around 8, 8.30-ish p.m. Eastern time for a fun hang. Uh, we actually got something fun in store and would really love for all of you to join us on Thursday night. So yeah, happy hour for sure is back as we wrap up the final week of the regular season here. I can't believe it. My goodness. And then we get into the play-in tournament and then we get into the playoffs. So thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you guys tomorrow. Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us. And remember... The Cardinal is apparently the state bird of Illinois. So I guess we're all homers when it comes to birds. (laughs) (laughs) Embrace your bird seed, people. (laughs) 